It is totally in Anthony's ears. Welcome to No Instructions. I'm Bob. And I'm Josh. And you're sleepy. I'm super sleepy. <laughs> What's <laughs> happening? Why are you thing? sleepy there, Josh? I went to CrossFit this morning. Why'd you go to CrossFit there, Josh? Because I'm fatter than I want to be. <laughs> okay. And I hear they help with that. Yeah. In the worst possible way. Worst possible way. My wife does CrossFit, for anybody that doesn't know. Um, did she, like, influence you into Indirectly. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. That's it. Indirectly. She's, she's not a pushy person. I don't no, think. she's so not. She didn't, like, guilt you into it. No, she didn't yell at me or anything. <laughs> So what was the uh, the impetus for that? I mean, like, to do that specifically over just, like, you know, working out or... Well, like, I've been working out. I have a Planet Fitness membership, and if anybody knows anything about Planet Fitness, it's like the Kmart of gyms. You go in, and there's people that are kind of meandering around. Oh, they give out free junk food at the gym. Yeah, like Pizza Day? Yeah. There's Pizza Day. They have Bagel Day. Um, well, I have to cough. <coughs> that was from CrossFit. They put that in there. <laughs> I guess if now I'm doing CrossFit, that's all I have to talk about. That's right. right. That's the thing. You guys are wearing the shirts. Uh, you got to associate everything you do. Really tall some, socks. Some thing that you did at CrossFit this morning. I should just be vegan and I'll just never stop talking. <laughs> yes. But, yeah, um, I... I liken my experience working out by myself to, like, studying at college. Like, I, I went to the library, but it was always better with a study group than it was just studying by myself. And It's just accountability or? Yeah, accountability. Like, there's people that know what they're doing, and I don't know what I'm doing. I'm there to learn. Like, I, I don't like going to the gym. I've never liked going to the gym. I don't want to get swole or jacked or whatever kind of <laughs> Fancy words that people use. Um, <laughs> Swelljacked. Yeah. Even when I was in the Army, like when I was in good shape, I really wasn't in that great of shape. I was a lot thinner, but I still wasn't in super great shape. I could do things that a lot of people couldn't do, but comparatively with my peers, I was not in good shape. Hmm. And since I got out of the Army and then I went away from working in the pool where I was, I was working out like every day, swimming and doing crazy stuff. And then I got a desk job. Now that we're here, like I spend a lot more time on the computer and I've just I've gained weight that I don't want to have with me the rest of my life. Um, historically, my family has been bigger people, so it runs in the genes. And I've seen what happens to my family members when they sit in their chair and just let, you know, their situation in life consume them. Mm. And I don't want to do that. Good. Yeah. Good on you. And I'm tired of being called Fat Bob on uh, videos. Mm. So, no, yeah, that's not cool. No, but I mean, I, I've always been the fat kid, so. You're not going to scar really? me. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. I just never would have thought of you thinking of yourself that way. Well, I've always been that way. So it's just that thing. Hmm. Even, I mean, I, let me see. When I got out of basic training and then the technical school you go to, I weighed 150 pounds. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was super skinny. Yeah. I wore small shirts. Yeah. Even then, hmm. I could not take my shirt off because I was the fat kid. It's been a thing. What do you it's, mean? It's always a thing. That you were the fat kid from your In your head. Okay. Uh, speaking to all those people out there that may suffer from the same thing. And I guarantee if I stay, if I do CrossFit every single day or if I, you know, drink or eat the weight loss pill or whatever, like I could be in the, in the best shape and I will never in my head not be the fat kid. 
only a Sith deals in absolutes. That's fine, but it's happened before. <laughs> well, I've, but had, I mean, I've had weight fluctuations. I've had fitness fluctuations. Right. I have been um, – this is probably the heaviest I've ever been, but I've been in this situation before. But you like, don't think there's any situation where you would feel accomplished enough or something that would make you just change that uh, that vision of yourself? When it did happen a couple times, no. Really? It didn't. Hmm. And it's it's not other people. So like when people call me the fat Bob, I, I don't care. Most people, whatever. They're mean and whatever, but it doesn't. You can't hurt me. <laughs> but it is something that I don't like to hear. And of course. I don't want to think more than anything. Yeah. Because even if I never heard it, I would think it. Right. And that's what I mean. Like I'll never not be that way. Hmm. Well, I mean, I would hope that there would be a situation at some point where you, I don't know what it would take or whatever, but where you could feel that way about yourself, not feel that way about yourself, feel like you want to feel and be able to think of yourself in a way that is encouraging and not always have that, you know, that negative thing that's just, well, no, yeah. you shrug your shoulders, but you said it's always been with you. And then like yeah. carrying anything negative like that with you whether it's valid or not throughout your entire life, it wears on you and it creates a certain expectation for yourself. And like, you know, you, you look at yourself and you look at other people through certain lenses. Like we heard a thing, a talk about that this weekend is like, you see everything through a lens. And if you can modify that lens, then you can kind of see differently. You can perceive yourself and perceive other people in a different light if you want to. Um, so, I don't think that's what I, I'm so attempting. I hope that changes. I'm attempting to do that. I've done it in the past. I've always been up and down. Like last year when we ran the half marathon, mm-hmm. I'm one that will always, because I have that mentality where I'm the fat kid, is that like, oh, I can't do that. Or I'm going to be ridiculed or made fun of by people who it, it's much easier for them to do something. And I had to get out of my head like, I don't care what those people think because those people aren't going to be sitting in a chair, you know, doing nothing the rest of their life. That's on me. It's on me and, right. and my family and, and my results. and So I just had to stop caring, hmm. which I think if there's anything liberating uh, about always being kind of the fat kid in that mentality, is it just not caring? It's never – I'm, I'm speaking absolutes and I don't, I don't like to, but I feel, and historically this has been the case, is that I'm always going to have that thought, but then I just have to not care. Hmm. And it's kept me from doing things. And I go, this is stupid. Like, I don't care what that person thinks. I have a beautiful wife who loves me. I have kids that have to live with me. I have friends who think I'm witty. Like, I don't need much more than that. Hmm. And so if if Jack McHomeboy that's doing all the burpees right is like, man, look at that dude. I'm like, yeah, look at this dude. I'm the floppy meat sweats who doesn't know what the heck I'm doing. But doing I'm not at the ice cream shop. Right. I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> and I had that mentality when I started going to the gym and that like, I'm here mentality. I'm like, what am I doing here? Hmm. I'm not doing anything here. I, I don't feel like I'm either. There was no progress and progress. No progress is a lack of motivation. Right. And a lack of motivation for me was because I had a lack of direction. And going there and just seeing it, it was full of like older people. Or they have a thing where, like, they're super inclusive, which is great. But at the same time, it led me to just this is a room full of people that are the same. And Mm. I had no one to, like, I want to be like that person. I need to have a visual goal or or something. 
Right. And again, there was they had like a trainer. I'll use air quotes. But it's like, oh, you should be using ab machines or you should do cardio. Like, uh-huh. Like, what's ab machine? <laughs> like, what are you talking There's weights over there. I don't know yeah. what other than like lifting a heavy thing to move it from point A to point B. I'm sure that there there's like presses and curls and like there's names of things that work specific muscles and found muscles today I did not know uh, that I had <laughs> by doing a warm up mm. and that sucked and it hurts I'm tired but uh, I'm I'm getting tired of being in a situation and I'm doing something about it good so that's that's that I should thing. have been doing all along instead of just wallowing but you're doing it now and that's the only thing that you can really you know, think about. Yep. Um, and I do not plan on talking about CrossFit because it is, again, one of those things where I feel inadequate when I'm in there. I feel uh, I feel out of place. I feel a little ashamed of, like, I used to be really good at doing these things that you guys are doing. I used to look better in my clothes, and now I don't. So I walk in there going, like, this is the first step in doing something good, but I still have that, like, I am an outsider in this world, because you are all pretty people who look really nice in your, uh, well, your but tight you've, Reebok you've, clothes. You've done it one time. And I think one of the things from my outside perspective about CrossFit, the only thing I know about it really is from my wife and a couple of friends that do it, is that the whole idea is being a group of people that pushes each other towards being better. And, you know, there's accountability, but there's also kind of like a friendly competition to, to drive each other. And so, I mean, I, th- I think maybe it's not every gym is like this, but at least their gym, your gym, how you look and all that type of stuff is not really the goal. Individually, it may be the goal, but I think from the gym's perspective, it's about getting people to push each other. And so if you're in there consistently, like I said, you've only been one time. So if you're in there consistently with the kind of the same group of people pushing each other, you're going to have wins and those people are going to share those wins with you and you're going to share the wins with other people as they improve and get better about stuff. And I don't know. I mean, I think I'm glad you're doing it just because it's you stepping towards something that you want to do. Well, I think it's something that I've always wanted to do. I just haven't been equipped or haven't sought out the best way to do it. I'm like, oh, there's a room full of super sweaty, good-looking people rather than the people who are just like walking on all the different treadmills watching Fox News eating their free bagel at Planet Fitness. Like, one seems like a place that I should be, and one seems like a place that I don't want to be. Right. Cool. Well. But you don't want to do CrossFit, and this is not, like, you you want to keep running. Yeah. And there was a part of me that wishes I didn't stop running, but I, I felt like I needed to do more than that. Like, because when I did the half marathon, granted, I'm not running super fast. Um, I felt like there was, like, running wasn't enough. I was only doing one thing a lot, like, exhaustively. And I think from what I have learned about fitness, like, especially for me, like, I need a, you know, strength, endurance, muscular building, and cardiovascular, like, all that stuff. But well, you said you didn't want to do CrossFit because you don't want to stop running. Right. It's not that I don't want to do CrossFit. I thought about it. It's this is I, not an advertisement for CrossFit. <laughs> I went one day and I hurt real <laughs> bad. Um, 
But, I mean, you've replaced the word CrossFit with some other thing, and you try to do tacos. it. And it's something you've never done before. If you've never eaten 25 tacos in a sitting and you try to do that, you're going to hurt real bad. That's but a, it's practice. That's a good analogy. <laughs> you like have to practice eating. where they live. <laughs> um, it's not that I don't want to do CrossFit at all. I, I'm interested to try it. It's that I know the amount of effort and dedication it takes to be, again, from a third party looking in. I know how much effort the people that are into it really put into it. And it pays off for them. It pays off in a lot of different ways. But that amount of effort stops them from being able to also do other things. I enjoy the solitude of running. Yeah. I enjoy the doing it on my own pace in my own location. And if I run down a street and I decide I want to take a left, I can take a left. And if I want to take a right, I can take a right. And that's entirely up to me. And the only constraint really to running is, is time. It's just me forcing myself to have enough time to get the mileage in that I feel like I need to get. And that's about scheduling and, you know, how I am about scheduling and having things on calendars and stuff. So, I mean, it it makes sense. You know, like if I put in the schedule, I can run 26 miles or whatever I need to. Um, And I think the CrossFit thing, like to do that to its fullest benefit, I think it would take me away from... The running stuff, which isn't a bad thing. I mean, maybe I should give it a, a season and give it a try and see if it's something like that is interesting. I, I do know that there's more I need physically than just running because I can, there's, you know, like my upper body is neglected. It's not like I'm super weak or anything, but it's neglected. It could be better uh, to have, to be more overall fit than just my, you know, my heart and my legs. Um but I don't know. I may do some sort of personal training type thing to kind of supplement the running, but me trying to get into CrossFit as uh, another thing I think would be pretty difficult. Um, well, you can't go anyway. I can't go anyway? No. What is that? Some people are like, oh, you're just like, you're a fat version of that guy. <laughs> you don't exist in their mind, so you can't okay. go. There was one thing that was um, that made me feel kind of good. Uh, on top of feeling absolutely terrible, is our friend Chris. Right? Our friend Chris down the street, he goes to CrossFit, and he was a big passive influence on me wanting to go because he's a good-looking guy. And he's I, a good-looking guy. I walked in, and Chris looked freaking miserable. <laughs> and part of me in the beginning was like, oh, man, if Chris is looking that miserable, like, am I going to be able to tie my shoe? This is going to be terrible. <laughs> and then I got done. And, like, Chris was in the background, like, giving me weird little, like, hey, little cheers, which is kind of nice. Yeah. And I went, oh, this is why you look miserable, because this sucks. Mm-hmm. It sucks, and I'm not good at it, which, in theory, will be better. I don't know to what extent it will be better, because it sucks. <laughs> but it's exercise, <laughs> and it's for a reason. Yeah. But it was a little bit of solace in the fact that I'm like, oh, look at that. You, you look gross right now, because you're not supposed to be walking on the treadmill eating Tootsie Rolls. Yeah. Like, that's the point. Hmm. Well, it'll be interesting to see, like, how you, after you, you know, get in a couple weeks and you get past that initial, like, everything hurts all the time kind of, I mean, because anytime you start a new exercise, you start running. Oh, yeah. That happens. Oh, when I first started running before that marathon, I'm like, well, this blows, and I'm definitely not doing this ever again. Yeah. And then I put my shoes on, and I went out and did it again, and it was a little easier. It hurts a little less. And, like, man, but... That overcoming that little hump, like I know that this is gonna suck. Yeah. And that's what I went in to CrossFit. 
I've had enough people in my life that have done it, and I'm like, well, uh, I know that what I am currently doing is easy, and that's why it's bad. Doing nothing is right. super easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And I'm going to end up like my grandfather sitting in a chair and not being able to get up by himself. That's easy. Yeah. Like, so if I want to change that that path in life, then I have to do something, you know, dramatic. And it's not paying $10 for the Kmart gym. Right. And there's a momentum to activity, right? So, like, you know, the more you do anything, the easier it is to do anything. The more you don't do anything, the easier it is to not do anything. That's very astute. And so as you start doing running or CrossFit or whatever, it becomes a little easier to get up in the morning and to do the thing. And it's easier to, like, not look like, oh, man, tomorrow i got to go to the whatever. I mean, so I've been running more intentionally over the last month or so. I've tried to set out to do – I'm following a, a mileage plan, even though I'm not really training for a race, although actually now I am as of yesterday. <clears throat> um, and then I started – instead of I've, – I've historically run four days a week, excuse me, so that on Thursdays it was like a rest day, and then I would rest on the weekends. And so for a couple of weeks I was like, you know what? I'm going to run five days a week. I've never done that in my life. Not far, but just put in another day. I don't really need to rest after three miles. Like, there's no reason I can't do another three miles the next day. And I did it, and it was totally easy. Hmm. And it's just like a momentum thing. It's like, I don't I don't need to rest that one day. When I could put in another three miles, it takes me about 30 minutes. And I felt so much better at the end of that day than I did on the days that I rest. You know, I'm air quoting rest because it's really just being lazy. <clears throat> Um, well, it's, I mean, physiologically, it's allowing your body to heal and other stuff. But right. I think right if, now you're in maintenance mode. If you are pushing yourself to a point yeah. to where it needs to heal. Right. Running three miles for me, where my fitness is, yep. I don't need to heal from that. So it was really a cop-out for me to take a day off. And so as my training will increase and the mileage increases, that rest day will become an actual rest day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know it'll be that way. In fact, this last week it was. But I, I just think the momentum... It means a lot, like mentally, to to do something to get through that initial like, ugh, you know, a few days or weeks or whatever it is, and then like this morning I went out and did three miles and I got back and like wasn't even out of breath. <laughs> Seriously, and I'm That's running awesome. up. So I've been working up my pace to try to get it faster, and I hit my goal today and I got done with three miles and I wasn't even out of breath. I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> Like that took no effort. That's you know? awesome, man. Right. You know what I mean? That's good when yeah. you get to a point where the work I've been putting into something now takes no effort. It's so now working. I need another another goal. You know, which you I should have. But. Run with one leg. <laughs> run blindfolded for three Ooh, miles. There you go. Well, cool. I'm glad. I'm glad you're doing it. Keep well, for posted. people that and that, you can talk about it here, right? Well, and I think that's appropriate because I'm sure that there are people out there that think the way that I do about fitness and about things that may be really scary or intimidating to take that first step, even though their intentions are really good. Um, because I sat out in the Jeep this morning outside of the CrossFit place going like, is this something you want to do? And it wasn't because I didn't want to do the work. I knew that was going to suck. It was the people and the environment and the stigma and the shame and all of the like psychological things that were going on. I'm like, you just got to get out of the Jeep. Hmm. 
I'm like, well, it's going to be weird because I don't really know where to go. Is there like a reception desk or like the class starts at six and it's 5.55. Is there someone that I can meet or do I just walk around aimlessly and people stare at me like I'm an idiot because I don't know what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. And all of these dumb, tiny things, like it just compounds your reasons not to do something because there's so many little, tiny, trivial unknowns besides the overwhelming known that it's going to be hard and you don't want to do it. All of that other stuff can build to some just ridiculous level because of, of I'll, I'll speak for me. Like I said, because of like my history and because of, you know, the way that I grew up and again, like being the fat kid and all this, I'm like, you don't belong here. This is their place. Hmm. And I'm like, hopefully one day I will be proud enough of myself to, to be happy that I'm there. Like with a group of people that are also happy. Like that they're there. Yeah. And honestly, I think that will be sooner than you think. Well, there was only three people in the 6 a.m. class on, on Monday. But uh, I think that more than than running, because my wife is an amazing person just by herself. She's hugely motivating. She is congratulatory whenever I do something great. Like, she wants you know better for me than I want for me. Hmm. And she was just proud that I got up to go. And that was motivating that there's someone else who's kind of rooting for you because a lot of times, especially for me and, and my past and things, like this is not something I'm going to root for myself. Right. I have to mentally drag myself there and get over all of these dumb little hurdles to do something that is, you know, in, in the long run, good for me. Yeah. Like I think I've talked about it here. Like I am uh, – like allergic to doing things that I know that are good for me. Like I'm allergic to exercise. <laughs> I have an affinity to doing what I know is, is a good idea. Yeah. And so to get over that stuff and like just to be done with day one, I'm going to be sore. I know it's going to suck. And then tomorrow when I'm really sore, that's going to be yet another excuse not to go or not to do. And it was the same thing when I was running. I'm like, you just have to shut up and get over this and just go like one foot in front of the other and go. But from your running experience, from doing that thing that you'd never done before, there's a little bit of pride in that soreness, right? Yes. Yeah. And I remember thinking, like, I was never this sore at Planet Fitness. And we were doing warm-ups. And it's things like you lay on your back and you stick your hands and your feet in the air like you're pretending to be like a dead animal. (laughs) And then you, like, lower one hand with the opposite foot and then you bring it back up and then you lower the other hand. And it's like a little warm-up thing. And I remember I did that one time and there's this muscle that like runs right up the back of your hamstring. And it just like, hello, (laughs) I exist. And I was like, oh, look at there. And the guy who owns the joint and the instructor were like, oh, yeah, like you're going to find things like that. And it's just I made the face and it must have been just a thing that everybody knows about. Like, oh, yeah, you start to do this and it's not running or it's not doing curls like you're doing silly weird made up intense cardiovascular exercises that there's no reason you should use that muscle in your day-to-day life sitting at a desk or I don't, I don't know walking around right and it was funny because they both kind of giggled that i had this revelation because i'm like ow they're like yep <laughs> <laughs> I'm like oh okay so you guys know all about that I'm yeah. like hooray i'm yeah. sure that this is going to come up because it's not something that it's something i thought about because Jenny was going to go, and she wrote me afterward and asked how it went. And I sent her a picture of, like, the shell of myself as I was driving down the road. And she looked up – I guess they have the WAD. They have a lot of abbreviations for things. Yeah, workout of the day. The workout of the day. 
And she was like, it sounded tough. I'm like, why would you do that to yourself? I don't want to know what I'm going to do. Because yeah. that, to me, seems like another mental bear. I'm like, ugh, that sounds like it sucks. My pillows are comfortable. I've, I'm, I've thought the same thing. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to know that. Yeah. I want to walk in and someone's like, all right, boom, let's throw this heavy thing against that solid thing and then flop around on the ground and sweat a whole lot. <laughs> Eventually, you'll be done. Like, just, I'll go. As everybody else is going, I'm going to go until I can't go anymore. And I'll drive home. And I'm, theoretically, I'll come back. You drop something. I dropped something. Yeah, I think um, your, like, natural competitive nature may play out well in this environment because so. of that type of thing. Where, like, you know what you're getting into. You have the challenge in front of you. I mean, whether you look at that, you know, the workout ahead of time or not. Um, just like, here's a crazy challenge you've never had to do before, and see if you can do it for yourself. You know, and that's what things like this cool. I I look at as a challenge to myself because this is not something that I'm experienced doing. This is something I have not done in a very long time, so I'm not out to beat the guy next to me or that girl doing you know the the whatever dumbbell stuff. I'm out to challenge myself, and that fear is that the other people. Well, like, oh, well, you should be doing, you should eventually work up to this level so you can beat, you know, Jimmy Skinny Pants over there. And I'm like, right now I'm battling against me. No, like, I, I really um, think at least in and that no, gym, Nobody said that. Nobody right. said that as, as like a milestone. And I think that they think the same way, but I still have to resist that comparative nature to yeah. like, oh, well, I didn't do as many as that guy is doing, or that guy has a lot more weight than I do. I'm like, how about you just shut up and try not to die? Walk out of here as sore as you possibly can because then it's it's worth the money that I'm putting into it. And it's worth the effort of me doing it. And hopefully that'll buy me another day without having to sit and die in a chair as a fat, gross version of myself. Yeah. And so that – like you have always made the comment that you run you know, for your health and you run for your like future older self. Mm-hmm. And the more you've said that, I thought about my examples of my older self like my family members and they are the, the, the sweet tea and chicken nugget kind of people that, you know, sit in their chair and my grandfather died of a, of heart disease. My dad's dad is still like super active and like building things his entire life. And I think that that's a chromosome that I, I really wish that I have passed down to me, but I've seen what it looks like to just be comfortable and to sit around and literally just like fat yourself to death. Yeah. And I'm like, that is not what I want to do. That's not the example that I want to set for my kids or for anybody else around me. And in the more kind of like the the near term, like I don't want to be called Fat Bob anymore. Yeah. So I want there to be a bits video that I'm in and that that doesn't have to be a thing. But in my head, it'll always be a thing. But as long as it's, it's more motivation now than anything. Well, I would challenge you. You like to do that. I'd love to do that. Um, to not decide that it will always be a thing. Okay. Even if it's always been a thing. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean it always has to be a thing. So I think it, I'm I'm proud of you for trying to do something to change something you're not happy with. Just like when you started, you know, running, training for the half marathon. Like, that was a thing that was really new to you. Um, and... Ahead of that, you probably would have said, I could never do that. I made the very clear, the like, look me in my face 
type decision when a coworker asked me if I wanted to run a marathon, if I wanted to train for a marathon. I went, absolutely not. He was like, why? Don't you want to know that about yourself, that there's something that you can do like that? I'm like, I have zero desire to ever accomplish that goal in my entire life. Like that is nowhere on my priority list. In a minute that I crossed, and granted it was a half, I understand, Neil, calm down. I understand that like putting that goal in front of myself and declaring that that was something that I was either not capable or not interested. I'll say that I wasn't interested because I'm in my mind. I'm like, you're not capable of doing that. Don't even try. The moment that I crossed that finish line, I'm like, holy crap, I did that. Mm. It sucked, but I did it. And there's been a lot of things in my life that like have absolutely sucked, but I endured. And there became a point like when I left the military and things weren't mandatory. I'm like, I don't have to endure anymore. I can just be comfortable. This is great. And then at a certain point, clothes don't fit anymore. Or uh, you wonder why your wife is still attracted to you. Silly things like that. And I'm like, maybe you should just stop being comfortable because there's really no value in that. Right. You're not as comfortable as you actually think you are. Yeah. I'm super uncomfortable. Yeah. In most situations. And I got tired of it. So your wife, she didn't pressure me in any way. She answered questions as honestly as she could. And decided to give a shot. So Cool. Thanks, Chris. And thanks, Jenny. Uh, I can't walk correctly. I can't really lift my arm past that. I went to hand something to Anthony a minute ago, just like I would normally do. And, like, my arm just like, nah. <laughs> Yeah. That that's enough. Yeah. You were walking upstairs and I went to go just like hop up the, up the stairs like I do. No, man, there was no bounding. Yep. <laughs> My foot just slammed back on the ground and planted itself. Going upstairs, not I'm not trying to outdo you in this, but it reminded me you said stairs. After a marathon, a full marathon, your legs are so far past what muscles should be. <laughs> Stairs, like not the day of, but the next day, the next two days, stairs are hilarious because it's like in in our old house, we had, we were a split level. So we had two half, two half staircases. So it's like six stairs, right? And I would get to the right in the middle of them and go, well, I got to go up or down. There's a bathroom in both places. Like which one's going to be harder? And it's unbelievable just how difficult stairs are after that for a couple of days. But anyway. Well, good, man. I'm I'm proud of you, and I'm interested to hear how it, you know, how the next couple weeks go. Because it, it will take a little bit yeah. for you to get, yeah. get not terribly sore. Or maybe you'll always be terribly sore. Jenny's sore. Yeah. She goes a few days a week, and most evenings she's like, oh, yeah, we did the things with the things today, and oh, I can't move my shoulders. And, and that's where like, like... I'm like, well, I ran. <laughs> somebody, Tiff asked me, she's like, so what did you do? I'm like... I, I literally wouldn't be able to explain to you what I did. Yeah. They have fancy names. Uh, there was a really heavy bar that I lifted in super awkward, unnatural, weird ways. We did. <laughs> uh, what did we do? See? I yeah. Right. I don't. I mean, I, I don't remember. Know, but you bent over and you picked it up. And that's not how I pick stuff up. <laughs> but it hurt when I picked it up. Or I felt muscles that I didn't normally feel when I picked it up that way. <laughs> so I kept doing it. And the guy was like, yeah, do it like that. Keep doing it like that. I'm like, oh, not do a bunch of push-ups. No, do a bunch of this. Not do a bunch of that. So um, I was Ooh. training for a half marathon because I wanted to have another goal. 
you know, just something to keep me kind of accountable onto a schedule. And um, they canceled the local race, the one that happens yeah. that we ran last year. Because I thought about doing it again, and then you talked about them canceling it. Yeah, they just, I, I don't know why. They said they're, they'll bring it back next year, but something happened. Um, so that was kind of a bummer. But I was like, well, I'll go ahead and do the the schedule anyway. You know, I, like, I'm an adult. I can stick to that and, you know, just keep myself accountable for it. <clears throat> and I have been so far, which is pretty early on. And then my cousin, who's also a runner, he does like triathlons and stuff. Um, he got in touch with me a couple days ago and he's like, hey, you know, do you want to do this uh, in the middle of October? Do you want to do a 15 mile leg of a 200 mile run? And I'm like, oh, 15, that's like a little more than a half. Like, okay. If you can do a half, you can do 15. That's just, a, it's just. Like, you can tell that to my knee. It's just 20 more 10. grueling minutes, but yeah. it's basically, you know, you can do it. <clears throat> I'm like, yeah, sure. And then I, he didn't fully explain, like a punk, um, that it's it's like a two-day relay. And so there's two vans of, I think, 12 people or something like that. And somebody runs, and the vans go ahead to the next relay point. And when that runner gets there, the next person starts, and then the vans just jump to the next point. And so excuse me, you end up running six or seven mile chunks at a time, hmm. whatever that particular leg is, but you don't get to sleep. Sleeping in a van. You have to sleep in a van in between the things with other people who are also tired and running and trying to sleep in a van and probably smelly. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, thanks. So, <laughs> when I was training for that half marathon, my father-in-law uh, was part of a, a relay team for a marathon in Georgia. It was in Georgia somewhere. Maybe it was in Savannah. I don't remember. I think it was in Jacksonville, actually. And he talks about being like the last leg on this four-man team to do this marathon. Mm. And it was in the winter, and apparently it was like 20 degrees outside. It was one of the coldest winters in, in like, recorded history in Jacksonville. Mm. And so the entire, like, marathon, he's standing around Ugh. and just standing there waiting That's terrible. for the rest of his team to finally show up, like, and then it's time for him to go. I'm like, no. <laughs> So the van, I think comparatively to like that yeah. kind of arrangement, yeah. boom, you got to go for van. That's not bad. I mean, like in Savannah, the races that I ran would start kind of cold. I think the coldest one that ever started was, it was like 29 degrees or something. But I mean, that's like you're in a building until two minutes before you leave and mm. then you walk outside and you're cold for a couple of minutes. That's not the same thing at all. But, <clears throat> and we used to always um, wear extra clothes that we didn't want to keep. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty common practice where you over layer and then you just dump it uh, during the race. And then they come around and pick up all the clothes that get dumped and they donate them to a homeless shelter. So it's kind of cool. Um, but one thing I used to do is take like long tube socks and cut a thumb or cut the ends off and then put them over my arms like sleeves. Hmm. And they're like, you know, old dead socks anyway. So you just run until your arms start getting hot and then you just pull them off and throw them. Anyway, well, with that, with there's uh, socks. No, well, there's like a, a joke army account that I follow on Twitter that just like comments on all the stupid stuff. And so, in the military, we had a PT unit, physical training uniform. In the army, it was a pair of shorts with like a, a net kind of underwear kind of thing, and a t-shirt, and then you had this bright reflective belt. Well, in the winter, there was a long sleeve shirt that had this horribly constricting turtleneck. Um, 
really poofy black pants and this big gray reflective windbreaker. They, even though it was reflective, you still had to wear your reflective belt. And so when it was cold, you had to show up to like PT at 6.30 in the morning and whatever your, like your first sergeant was wearing, you had to wear the same thing. And so if you were to wear your cold weather PT gear, you had to wear your warm weather stuff under it. <laughs> because if someone decided like, oh, well, now after we're running, we need to take this off. You can't just strip down to your underwear. Mm. So getting dressed in the wintertime, it was like, well, this is appropriate. Like I have a windbreaker and some, you know, jogging pants. And they're like, no, you have to wear a turtleneck, a short sleeve shirt under that, and a whole other pair of shorts and tall socks. Because at the time, they didn't like people having those ankle socks. As I remember, like PT in the winter was miserable because you had to put on so many layers. And as soon as you start running, you start getting sweaty. Like you're just moist and just gross. But there are things that like that happen on this joke Twitter account that I want to share with you guys just to show like a little glimpse into the stupidity of the the especially the army, like having control over people's lives. Like you you have to do a a, a physical evaluation every six months, a PT test. It's push ups, sit ups, and running, and now I think it's changed. But there was a commander that put out this message to all those people and then was like, I have found a trend between people having mustaches, which you're allowed to have by regulation, and people who are not doing great at their PT test. What? So unless you max out, like you get the highest possible score on your PT test, people were not allowed to have mustaches. And you had to listen to them. What? There's no logic in any of that garbage, but like that was one of those things that I'm like, I want to share this with them because I don't think people, that like that thank you for your service question that you get, it's stupid stuff like that that just makes that whole thing just a little skewed. (laughs) That's pretty funny. Yeah, it was super dumb. <laughs> mustaches, man. Yeah, some mustaches. Mustaches make people slow. Uh, oh, but I have something to report. Okay. Um, remember we talked about weddings. Missing a piece. Go ahead. What are you? Actually, what are you making? What are you talking about that? I'm making a model that I got over two years ago of the Millennium Falcon. I got it at Star Wars Celebration because it was like. 50% off or something. I'm like, oh, sweet. Not realizing that it was pre-painted. And I just opened it today yeah. and realized that they like... It looks all pretty. Well, I mean... Well, I mean, it looks dirty. It's it, a Millennium Falcon. It looks Falcon. like poorly... I mean, it's not poorly painted. Basically painted. Yeah. I was really hoping to paint it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what are you working on? Uh, I had to go get a set because I also bought a model kit, a garage kit, mm-hmm. which is like... Uh, Super cool way to say that you got a model kit that's not made by, like, the five popular model makers. <laughs> and it's of this, like, space thing, and it's on its way. So in lieu of that, went to Target, and I got Hagrid's house. So this is my first Harry Potter Lego set. And it is the scene in that one movie. In, the, um, in Harry Potter. Yeah, where they're going to kill his, his bird horse. Ah, bird horse. And, yes. yeah, where, like, there's the executioner comes and kill Haggard's bird horse. And then what's her name with the the necklace, the time stone? <laughs> Janet? Yeah. Janet and the Fixes, time stone. And they save the bird horse. Hmm. That part. Yeah, I remember that part for Janet. Let me tell you all about yeah. Harry Potter. <laughs> I I feel like I'm missing a, an entire sheet of pieces here. Huh. That's problematic. Anyway, maybe that's why they were discounted. Oh, that's true. 50% off because you get 50% of the model. You were about to say something. Oh, yeah, an update. We were talking about the wedding. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I don't know if I should gloat about this. <laughs> I kind of want to gloat about it. Not that I'm going to gloat. I'm just going to it worked itself out hmm. without a lot of work from me. My this Jedi is, powers influenced my interaction with the wedding. This is the wedding that you did not want to attend. The wedding that I did not want to attend, and I didn't want my kids to have to attend. It was in September. Uh, it was with a family member on my wife's side. So she and her fiancé want to keep the whole thing small at this venue, and they have to pay per person to attend. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, That's I didn't know this I mean, either. And so then she was oh. like, and my my wife's aunt's, there's like three of them, and they're they're the they're the the, the chatty ones. And they were like they weren't invited. I'm like ooh drama. Oh man. And she's like, well, they weren't invited because there's a limit. I'm like, hold on. I made the eyebrows, and she went, yeah, I know. <laughs> I told her after. <laughs> so my wife listened to the podcast, uh-huh. heard me talk about. I don't want to put the kids through that. I don't particularly want to sit through that. She went. There's one, two, three, four seats that can be sacrificed, I'll say, hmm. and go back into the pool so Aunt A, B, and C can go and have themselves a good time. So what will probably happen then is Aunt A, B, and C will be so thankful and think you're such a nice guy for sacrificing your spots that they'll invite you to all sorts of different events that you'll have to go to. Well, I mean, they do that anyway. Maybe not. So, update on the wedding. Uh, it sounds like I don't have to go. That's cool. I mean, I guess. No, it's cool. Confirmed. It is is indeed cool that I don't have to go. Cool. Um, There was something else we were going to talk about briefly. What was that? Disney? Oh, yeah. Thank you, Anthony. Oh, Anthony's on the ball. D23. Anthony's our producer for this show. Um, D23 was this weekend. What is D23, Bob? It's, I don't know. Disney, Disney's twenty three. Disney's Comic Con. It's the place where they show off all their new stuff, their new shows, and their new parks, and their new. Oh man, this is snapped together, which means everything just snaps apart if you touch it. Mm. Um, yeah, they just release all their stuff. I'm not really sure. This is where they they publicly tell you that they own all the stuff that you love, <laughs> and what they're going to do with the properties that you hold dear. I honestly don't know why that whole event exists it, because it's a weird kind of – it's not internal promotion, but it's only promotion about their stuff to people willing to pay to come to be promoted to, I think. Well, I mean, I mean everybody I, gets it. I think it's it's just like the developers conference. Like Apple calls it a developer's conference, but everybody is watching to see the newest, coolest thing. Well, they watch that one keynote, but the, the conference actually has a bunch of other stuff that happens. Okay. There's like I think D23 has, well, I don't think on the level of classes, but I think that there is more. I think there was like a cosplay thing. Oh, really? I think it is like their answer to Comic-Con. Hmm. This, this won't go together. I can't say I'm a big fan of this set so far. This model. Um, anyway, yeah, so they announced a whole bunch of stuff, and the trailer for The Mandalorian came out, which I have to say I'm very, very excited about. Which was cool. Uh, I think it looks awesome. It does. Visually, it was super stunning. Yeah. And we were talking earlier, they set a budget, uh, supposedly, of $15 million an episode for a 10-episode series. Good grief. Which, I mean, if you think about it, that's a movie 
budget, $150 million for a movie, for a big budget movie. Sounds about right. But That's a low, 15 million is a low budget movie. 15 million, but 150 oh, for the okay. 10 yeah. episodes together. But that's like probably a 10 hour movie. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. You think about it. If it's at that production level, which I think it's going to be. So if that's the case and they're doing it at feature film quality and scale, but they're doing it at that price point, like that's pretty amazing. And it's going to be a staple for Disney Plus. Oh, yeah. Like, it will be the reason a lot of people sign up for Disney. Yeah, Plus. so if, they had to do it right, and doing it right means throwing money at it. That's true. Um, I was telling you earlier, I don't know if anybody else knows this, but the Unreal Engine is a, uh, a 3D engine that's used in a lot of games, a lot of big-budget games and stuff are running on that. Epic made that, right? Uh, sure, I don't know. Um, I mean, the game Unreal, it used to be a game. Um, Unreal Tournament. I used to play that a lot. But anyway, it's a 3D engine used for rendering all sorts of stuff. And they actually used the engine to render graphics, like really good high-quality graphics, um, on set. So they could see the visual effects, not in final form, but in like almost final form next to the actors and next to the sets and everything. And as far as I know, that's like a brand new thing that nobody else has really done. And so that's probably part of how they were able to cut down costs on a production like that, is to mm-hmm. be able to do, you know, a lot of the effects kind of real time or at least shoot around them quickly. So that's pretty awesome. I can't wait to see it. They announced tons of Marvel stuff. Like, tons. Like, yeah. a, I don't know. Cookery. So many shows. So many shows. They announced a bunch of stuff for Phase 4, but apparently Phase 4 is only two years long. Hmm. Seems wrong to me. So maybe they haven't announced all of it. But I think all the stuff that they announced, which was like, I don't know, six TV shows or something like that and a couple of movies, it all happens in the next two years. So there's going to be a huge amount of Marvel stuff coming out, but not it's mostly shows with a few films. So I'm thinking maybe they haven't announced all the films yet. And apparently Black Panther 2 which was mm-hmm. announced, is the first thing of Phase 5. Good grief. So they announced, you know, past a phase they haven't even really started yet, which I... I don't know. It just caught me off guard. It's kind of strange. And then there's the Star Wars footage. Oh. Yeah. I don't know what to think about it. So if you haven't seen it, they put out a, a little... Uh, piece of footage. It's not really a trailer. Yeah, it's, it's, just, a, it's an... Ex- Extended trailer? I mean, it's new footage from the new movie, but uh, from Rise of Skywalker, but it's not um, a completely new trailer, and it's like to the saga, not to just the movie. I don't know. The last scene, I'm not going to spoil it for you. Just go watch it. But it it rubs me wrong. I think... It seems wrong. Should we... Hmm. We've got to say... More than it's not spoiling. I mean, it's available to everybody online. If you don't want to know anything about the next movie, just stop here. Okay, so you've been warned if you don't want to know any spoilers. But the last scene of this footage shows Ray with a black cloak hood thing and a double bladed red lightsaber that apparently has a hinge in the middle of it. Well, okay, so <laughs> when I heard double bladed, I thought. Two blades, like Darth Maul, she yeah. has a staff, double-bladed, that sounds awesome. Right. In the scene, they are two parallel blades and parallel hilts 
that she grabs hold of one and it like slings it downward in a very awkward kind of clunky motion and then think of there was a like a sp- like a spring there's like a spring in the middle and then she just like flings it out and it goes like boing and then it becomes <laughs> boing the double bladed thing and it looks super bulky and awkward and just kind of goofy and it's weird man there's something about that shot just doesn't sit right and I can't figure out what it is. There's a filter on her. She's yeah, very her, shiny her and metallic. Her face looks weird. She, her neck looks really skinny. Like she's like. They're trying to do like. It I was don't know. Hayden Christensen's transformation into Darth Vader. I don't think was as mm. dramatic looking. Yeah. But I think that's what they're, they're, they're pointing. Very obviously like she's a Sith right here. But knowing. I mean anybody that's watched a Star Wars movie. That could have been like you said. The scene where Luke chops the Vader's head yeah. off in the tree but it was his head the whole time yeah i'm pretty sure that this is some sort of a vision or like where she goes into the cave on dagobah that type of thing where she mm-hmm. has to face the darkest parts of herself because if that were the reveal in the movie that she's a sith or she turns bad they wouldn't put that in a trailer totally ruined it yeah they would not do that jj abrams is way too thoughtful about what he releases so i really think it is it's probably at the very beginning of the movie. It's like somebody's dream. Maybe it's Kylo's dream about her, or mm. it's some other thing. I don't. I don't know. Something about it just rubs me wrong. And that's not me saying like this is not what I want to happen. We. It's not like that. It just doesn't visually fit. Yeah. With everything else, and I don't know why. But it looks wrong. It looks wrong. I'm still excited to see the movie. Oh yeah, hands down. Yeah. Because that there's a shot where she like is training because there's like one of the little ball droids floating in the air in the forest. Oh, I didn't see that droid in yeah, the Yeah, it's shot. like right there, mm. one of those little target things, and she's throwing her lightsaber, and it's chopping down trees, and then it comes back to her hand. That's awesome. Like a lightsaber ring. <laughs> Lighter ring. That would be Count Dooku's lightsaber would be the most fitting lightsaber ring, because yeah. it's curved. It's curved, which I always thought was kind of stupid. I, that's my favorite one. I know it is, but I just it seems like a weird... It's a weird shape for something that's supposed to be like it has a crystal in it mm-hmm. and it's sending energy through this crystal and focusing it down to a thing. So how do you do that on a curve? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like I'm getting into the physics. Yeah, the physics don't work out in that lightsaber. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um we're like fifty two minutes in. You got anything else we want to talk about? Uh you wanna do maybe a quick one or two? Pros and cons? Yeah. we got a whole list. We have a curated, organized list over there. Thanks, Anthony. These are all from people on but Patreon. can't see any of we them. We can't see any of them. Uh, these are all submitted on Discord. <laughs> I thought that said vegetables. <laughs> nope. We could do that one. These are all submitted on Discord, where um, our Patreon members will get together and talk to us and talk to each other and stuff, and that's a way that people can submit. <laughs> Let me just put vegetables on there. That says... Ploop plop? Ploop plop. From Dingus McDingleberry. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that's not a legit one, but we'll see. Oh, this is a test, I see. Well, Discord is. your test worked. We should you still talk us? about <laughs> ploop, ploop plop. All right, uh, let's see a few of those that we can... Uh, here, you pick one out. I'm looking for a part. Mm, let me see. Anthony is highlighting the one, I guess, that I, I want to look at. It says ratcheting screwdrivers and or all-in-one screwdrivers. Now, those are two distinct things. Have you ever used a ratcheting screwdriver? I'm sure you have. I have. 
Um, I dig a ratcheting screwdriver. I'm pro. The all-in-one screwdrivers, uh, not really a fan of, to be honest with you. All-in-one meaning uh, not the, change, not... changeable bits? Ooh, I'm going to walk this back. Okay. The micro, like, jeweler screwdriver that comes with, like, the, the tiny Torx bit and the security bits and all the little teeny tiny ones, yes. Because those are light duty. But there are ones that's, like, here's a number one, a number two Phillips, yeah. a flathead. Like, those things that are, in my mind, a heavier duty tool, uh, I want a screwdriver. I don't like there being a little bit of slop because those bits, and they, sometimes it has the receiver that goes down to a handle, is not fit in there very well sometimes. So it's been my experience that I do not much like the interchangeable screwdriver if it's a, a full-size screwdriver. But it's meant to be the little tiny jeweler's ones, then yeah, that's fine. All day. Yeah, I like the precision sets a lot. Um, I don't mind the other ones so much, except for, and I run into this with uh, a driver too, <clears throat> the hex shape, if they're not quality and precisely made then they start to turn a little bit and so the hex shapes of the bit and the receiver will get like twisted a little bit yeah and then they get bound and i think that's because the imperial and the metric or the the t6 or whatever the the designation settings or the designation monikers uh are so just kind of convoluted that you pick one that looks like it's the right shape and it will fit and then it can get caught in there and bind, and that's when it starts to strip, hmm. rather than the one that fits, like, perfectly. I also think it's because I will grab whatever is handy and put it in an impact driver. <laughs> that doesn't sound like you at all. <laughs> and so I think the metal on the... Because, I mean, there are some bits that are specifically impact bits, and I think the edges on those are harder. Hmm. And so when you put something that's softer in there and then you use the impact thing... It's not meant for that torque. Right. The bit yeah. is just going to, like, soften a little bit and kind of get torqued in there, like... And twisted in there. So that's on me. Still don't like it. All right, what else got? Um, oh, my, my dad had one of those uh, ratcheting ones. He had mm-hmm. the, when I was growing up, it was like the yellow top and a black bottom, and it was a sphere. Did you ever have one of those? No. So the whole top, and I don't know why it was this way, but the whole top was a like a tennis ball size sphere, plastic sphere, and then the, the shaft would like, was a hex shaft and it stuck in there. Hmm. And so you could like hold the whole thing with your hand. It was not ergonomic at all. Yeah, I was about to say, that doesn't sound very ergonomic. But I've seen them other places. It wasn't like he had the only one I've ever seen. So I don't know what the story was. Uh, Fresh seafood in non-coastal areas, which I think is appropriate for (laughs) us because we live in Kentucky. And we have both lived in coastal areas where fresh seafood is abundant. All three of us have. Um, I'm honestly, I'm a little weary. I know that when stuff is caught, I've seen it on the Alaska, whatever fishing kind of shows. It's like frat flash frozen. Fresh frozen. It's frat frozen. That's flash frozen. And it's supposed to be the freshest form of, you know, frozen food, but still. And <laughs> yeah. There's a seafood place in Louisville called the seafood lady and it's big on Instagram and I went there and it, I mean. Yeah. It wasn't anything super great. Well, there's a place here in town um, run by, and it's it's fresh seafood, and it's run by these people oh, who yeah. drive down to the coast, which is not a short drive. No, it's like a nine-hour drive. Yeah, nine, ten hours every weekend. 
they drive down, they fish for the weekend, they drive back here with a truck full of seafood, and then they freeze it, and well, maybe they don't freeze it, I don't know, but they sell it over that week. Mm-hmm. And then the next weekend, they and they do that every single weekend. And I mean, I, I don't know much about it, but that seems like a pretty good way to get, fr- I'm air quoting, fresh seafood to yeah. you know, a landlocked place like this. Have you eaten there? I have. No, 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 not that one. No, I haven't. So Tiff and I went, and she... Uh, she kind of likes what she likes, kind of like you. When you go to a restaurant, you you order kind of what you order. And seafood is the same thing. And I know for a fact that she likes crab cakes and she likes shrimp. Like, if I was going to order for her when she's in the bathroom, it's one of those two things. Crab cakes if it's there, shrimp if it's not. So we go through the line, and I get some food, and she looks up on the, like, handwritten menu, and she's like, oh, I'll take the soft-shell crab sandwich. I'm like... Okay, that's <laughs> that's unlike you. Have you ever had soft shell crab, or do you even know what that is? Uh, I, I think I have had it. Okay, think of a a tarantula, a fried tarantula on on bread, because you can just eat that's the disgusting. the whole crab, body, face, gill parts, whatever, like all of it. It's just it's a crab. You fry it, put it on bread, you consume it, and it seriously looks like a like a fried spider, a huge spider. <laughs> and so she, I'm like. What are you getting? She's like, a soft-shell crab sandwich. I'm like, uh, okay. Sure. That, oh, whatever. I'm not going to argue with you. You're a grown-up. You can order what you want to order. Homegirl brings out the food and sits it down in front of her, and she was like, um, this is not what I ordered. I'm like, that's exactly what you ordered. And she turned around and looked, and then she did that, like, that slow turnaround. Like, she realized she did something stupid. Mm. She went, I read that as crab cake. Like five times. Oh. I'm like, you repeated it back to her because she, she like messed up. And so she had to repeat her order twice and then confirming it with me when I asked her, is she short? Hmm. So she, I don't know how many times in her head, but out loud, she confirmed it like three times. <laughs> and so she just stared at it <laughs> with this just dreaded look on her face. I'm like, it's not bad. You just kind of just close your eyes and eat it. I mean, it tastes like crab. Mm-hmm. You just got to get over the fact that it looks like you're going to eat. The got back, it, like you were Indiana Jones, right? And he's got all those spiders on his back. Like you just like <laughs> ate one and some bread. She did not eat it. I think she was upset. And I think that that restaurant is now tainted in her mind because of their very obvious <laughs> menu board. <laughs> her ability to read exactly what they wrote and then it not coming out thinking it was something else. Hmm. I'm like, I love you. And I kind of knew that that was wrong. She's like, why didn't you stop me? I'm like, I asked you. Yeah. And I was very proud of you. You were venturing out and trying something different, but nope. That was that was off the deep end. That's funny. Yeah, I don't think I'd want to eat that either. You gotta kind of like it because it's it's super unappetizing. Okay. Well, yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. Hmm. All right, yeah. one more. Sure. Um, I don't know, Anthony, pick one. Oh. Whoa. Star Wars Land at Disney. I don't, haven't been. I haven't either, but, I mean, you know that's going to be a pro. Like, yeah. Of course. I'm planning on going. I would like to go. My kids are at the age where it still works. Um, I mean, Disney World works. So <clears throat> we're planning on going at some point, but I don't know when. I'm sure I'll make a pilgrimage there one of these days. 
Yeah. I don't like large crowds, and I imagine that that will be the crowdiest place on the face of the planet. Actually, I don't think it will be. Really? Yeah, because I think they're actively trying to have a certain type of uh, vibe there, and they're intentionally metering the number of people that can be in at one time. So you apparently can only really be in for four hours hmm. in a block. And I don't, I'm not sure how they're doing that, but somebody was saying they might have like a colored wristband or something. My brother-in-law has like a, he lives in Florida and he has like a season pass or whatever. So he goes to Disney all the time. Um, but apparently if you overstay that four hours, you get escorted out of the park by stormtroopers. Hmm. So, you know, everybody's doing that on purpose. Oh, yeah. I totally would. They just stand at the gate yep. and just not like, walk through the threshold. I'm right here. Hmm. So and apparently they, well, they are making, trying to keep it. You know, they want a certain feel. They want to. That's good. Yeah, but they're making like the Marvel experience now. <laughs> yeah, and so I think that I mean, once that goes up, that will take maybe some of that traffic. Is Disney even going to be fun as Disney? Like, are people? I know that there's people that absolutely love Disney World. They love the idea, Mickey Mouse, and the whole thing, the allure. Do you think that they're upset that this stuff is? Kind of like stealing the show? I don't think so because I honestly I think when you make the the trip to go see a new whatever at Disney World, you're gonna go see the other stuff because it's your chance to go see all those things. And so I would imagine that without <clears throat> well, I know for a fact, like without the new Star Wars world, we probably as a family wouldn't go back to Disney again for a long time because we've seen it. Yep. I've been to all those things, my kids have been to all those things. But if we're going to go see Star Wars, we may as well spend a day at Magic Kingdom. That's 180 bucks a person mm. for the entire family, for them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And we're also going to do the other one because we're there. And we're also going to do the other one. And we're going to stay in one of those hotels because it's our one big trip that we're going to do that in. Hmm. So I think it will probably get to a point to where you can't, like a normal family could not afford the amount of time it would take to go through all the parks in one trip. You know what I mean? Because there's already oh, yeah. four parks. Yeah. And then they're going to add this one and that one. And, you know, in a couple of years, we'll have like X-Men land and blah, blah, blah land and whatever. And so I'm sure it will be unattainable. Let's have like the fossil of Mickey Mouse in the Hall of Presidents in the back. <laughs> I do think there's enough, um, at least genera- generationally, there's enough people that are still really attached to the original Disney stuff that want to go be a part of that part of it. Now, I don't think that's as present for kids who are kids now. So I don't know if they'll try to maintain that or eventually just replace a lot of it. I don't All know. Right. I think it's I think it's kid dependent because before before my 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 daughter is what 3 now? I don't know. Yeah, she's 3. That was more of a statement. <laughs> um she would lose her mind at meeting a princess. And right. She's been before when she was much younger, uh, my wife and the kids. Actually, when I was staying up here buying the house, she was down in Florida, and she went with her dad who lives in central Florida. But, like, my daughter now, wearing all the princess stuff and knowing all their names and, like, her song at bedtime, she wants to sing the Little Mermaid song. And she is as princessy as you can get. And I remember, like, when I found out we were having a girl, I'm like, stuff's not going to be pink. I'm not going to be thrusting this, like, princess garbage down her throat. But nope, she loves it, oh, and yeah. it it was no. I didn't drive any of that. She ate it up. Yeah, uh, we were the same way. We intentionally were like, well, we're not buying all the pink stuff, and we're not going to push this. And she just naturally went to it. 
Yep. So she would get to see some princesses in real life. Man, I want to see that. I want to tear up when my daughter gets to just be so happy yeah. and so excited at something. So, I don't know. Maybe we'll go. Do but it. the Star Wars land in Florida doesn't open till It's open now. Oh, really? Or it opens in like a couple of days or something. Oh. It's like in August sometime. Well, all right. Then. <laughs> yeah. Road trip. We can make that into a work trip somehow. Oh. <laughs> I would get in so much trouble with my family. <laughs> no. Can't happen. <laughs> We're not even going to entertain that. All right. Um, if you want to help out the show, Patreon is the best way to do that as of right now. So I say that because, like we've mentioned, it's going to be changing. Patreon no, no, is... No. I changed it. Oh, that's right. It's changed. It's, it's done been changed. Yeah. Um, it's still the best way to help out the show. Yep. Because it, it's a now... Um, well, I don't really go into it all right now. We'll talk about it more in detail. But Patreon gets you a lot of extra stuff. And so if you go to patreon.com slash I like to make stuff, pick one of the brand new tiers that Josh put into place. See all of the wonderful, amazing rewards that you get at that <laughs> tier. Except apparently for Discord, because I broke it. Yeah, we shouldn't do that. Yeah, and Forby <laughs> has been feverishly writing me messages on how to fix it. So, Forby, I'm, I'm, I'm getting to you. But everybody else, there's a lot of cool stuff happening on Patreon. There's a lot of stuff that we are putting a lot of effort into, uh, all for you. So go on over to Patreon, check out some of those tiers. They're pretty dope. And then maybe you can get on Discord after we're done with this. <laughs> after we fix it. <laughs> Hopefully by the time you listen to this, you could have been on Discord. Yeah, if not, then something has gone terribly wrong. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, you can find us. You know where to find us. Yeah. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.